Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. at six okay uh firstly sorry shift listeners because i was always up on a tuesday for a really long time but the last two weeks i've just been too busy so it's this episode is going up tonight so it'll be wednesday in ireland but um and maybe that'll be the day from now on i don't know <laughs> but moving forward <laughs> it'll just keep going it'll go to wednesday then another time we'll go to thursday then it'll be fr- and then we'll circle back to tuesday yeah. um but you guys have heard this guest before leclerc andre and uh, you were on like two years ago in the pandemic yeah i was um and when we spoke to you then for any new listeners you were talking about how you met your beautiful wife was yes. she she was your wife at the time when you came onto the podcast wasn't she she was yeah we just celebrated three years wow yeah so she was a year your wife yes and you told this great story about how you guys had um met but then came back to each other when you were both ready to go for the relationship yeah well yeah. When, when you were ready for to go <laughs> <laughs> i think we both did some growing <laughs> yeah, on that yeah. in between time yeah that's so great and now in the space of two years since we've had you on the podcast you i say we i'm so used to saying we but it's like just me so since i've had you on the podcast <laughs> um You've had a baby. Yes. Yeah. We uh, we're growing the family. I left it in, guys. Uh, yeah, it's great. I'm so happy to be a dad now. Wait, were you um, before you de- when you decided to have a baby? Had you guys been using like contraception before? Yes, she was taking birth control, um, and she we we had conversations about timeline and when we wanted to start practicing. Well, trying and. Um, yeah, we decided to give ourselves a head start. We kind of had a window of time where we wanted to try to conceive. And uh, she wanted to start early because she had reservations. She wasn't sure if she was going to be able to take right away. But uh, I made sure that happened right away. So <laughs> like, as soon as we started trying, she was pregnant. It, it happened right away. I feel like that happens a lot because Marie Wojcikowski was on the podcast too and i can't remember if she said on the podcast or just to me afterwards but she said that someone had given her a heads up like oh you know you're in your early 30s like really plan before and she was like okay well let's do it a year early just so we can get and then she got pregnant right away immediately yeah oh i don't think she actually said it on the podcast because she hadn't announced it yet so for the listeners when maria was on the podcast she was pregnant but she hadn't told people she's told people now though okay yeah yeah so this isn't me just announcing her <laughs> it's like breaking <laughs> she, news yeah she posted it um online but um yeah, she literally she got pregnant immediately. That seems to be when you're like, 
when you're like, okay, this will probably take a year or two, so we got some time. Yeah, I think a lot of ladies, especially women who've been on birth control for a long period of time, they begin to doubt their ability to to carry. So, uh, like my wife, she was on birth control for years, um, and I think she was scared that since she was on birth control for so long, she might have trouble getting pregnant. And a lot of people have struggled with fertility within families and stuff like that. So, I don't know exactly what her reservations were, but I know that. Uh, most women, especially modern women, they they worry about that. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I worry about it, and I have a ton of friends who have either froze their eggs or struggle with uh, getting pregnant, who are yeah. like in their in their late thirties. Um, so it is, but it's like we're also the generation who just aren't ready to have kids before in our twenties. You know, right? Yeah, I mean, I, it's going to get worse. I think, especially with you know things getting more strict uh culturally and, and of course you know they getting an abortion is something that's becoming more difficult in places domestically i feel like people are are taking sex really seriously now and especially mm-hmm. contraception so well that's what i was thinking when you said um that you left it in i was just thinking because me and leland still use condoms which yeah. I, I when I say this to men it like hurts their ears they're like what? <laughs> why would you do this to this man um but I uh I find the my experience with birth control was very bad I am after I record my special gonna try this thing called a nuva ring so listeners that'll be exciting hopefully I won't I'm just like I get so emotional on birth control but I've heard really good things about this so I will try that but um but yeah, we haven't. We've always used condoms. So I was just thinking like if we did continue to use condoms, it would be so exciting. And then when you do plan to get pregnant for the guy, because he's like, finally, I can come inside. <laughs> it's a big deal, man. That Dumping that load is, uh, I don't know how to say this uh, and it sound PG, but it's it, it makes a difference, especially for the male experience. It just feels, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you love your daughter so much more <laughs> yeah man it's uh it's it's she's my daughter's yeah, of course i love being a dad having a daughter is great but um yeah i mean you know I, I haven't i've been married for a while so i haven't we haven't talked about or had to deal with contraception in a while but you know i'm going i'm coming upon the time where we're gonna have to start talking about when we're done having kids yeah. and then you have to have that contraception question like conversation all over again yeah, yeah so you know it's it's fun when you're like growing a family but when it's time when you say all right i think we have enough children <laughs> then you have to figure out all right what are we going to do now um would you ever consider vasectomy uh sure yeah i heard I it's think- painless and i heard it's pretty easy uh and i'd much rather do that than go back to like wearing condoms again i uh, i think it's great i uh, i like write up about it because so obviously i think the big issue for men is that oh like what if it isn't reversible and they say it is once you get it done within five years but like if you've already if you're already done having your kids it seems to be like great because it's like it's done you don't have to worry about that you still orgasm you still have a great time it's less invasive than or maybe it's as invasive as an IUD, but an IUD is pretty like, it's pretty sore for a lot of women. And it's like right up there and they stick that thing in you. Yeah. Well, I mean, how how much different is the Nuva ring? The Nuva ring, you just put it up yourself, apparently, and it just like floats up there. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe I got Leland's hopes up for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. My friend is using it now, so we'll, we'll see how she gets on with it. But um, yeah, I think that the Nuva ring, you just put it in yourself for 
the space of the month or whatever and then when you do your period you just take it out whereas with the IUD if you want to get a non-hormonal one which is like probably the best one to get but it's like very vicious on your body and a lot of women get heavy bleeding for six months who has six months to take out of their life of using tampons and period pads and even the cost of that alone wait six months of bleeding yeah that's what happens to a lot of women with the copper one and then my friend the one who the girl who's doing the nuva ring now uh she had gotten the the copper iud because she wants to stay and the thing with the nuva ring is i guess it's like localized hormones or then you can get the iud that has localized hormones as well so you have the copper one and then the other one which is um not as bad because you because it has hormones so it doesn't like hurt your body as much i guess it's like people have a better experience with it but hers really really hurt her so when she got the hormonal one um it just like she could feel it and it felt like really painful so she had to get it taken out so now she's trying the nuva ring but um the nuva ring comes out too yeah it comes out once a month i mean it it also comes out during sex sometimes too yeah I don't know. I think condoms are the best. <laughs> I mean, sure, stick with what works. But yeah. I know with like Nuva rings, I've I've discovered a girl had a Nuva ring during sex before. You could feel it. I could. Yeah, you can feel it. Yeah, but I'm sure that depends on penis size as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, because um, a lot of men who have like long penises can feel the tip of the IUD. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. And what um I was gonna say something else about condoms. Oh, I've lost it. Oh, well my girlfriend who was getting the Nuva ring said that she was doing it because I'm all like you know, I don't think women should have to put so much stuff on our on us, you know. I feel like the contraception usually comes on us and which is that's why lead in so great because it's very rare that a man will do that for that long or not try to put pressure on you yeah um and i feel like you know we already have more of exp- expense with like tampons and pads and if you are going to pay for the contraception it usually kind of falls on the woman and um so except for the com- condoms leland's wine does but anyway my point is um no i forgot my point wait hold on it'll come back to me it'll come back to me Oh, yeah. She said that she feels like with her partner, it's just a little more intimate when there isn't a condom. Would you find that? Absolutely. Oh, I feel bad for Lena now. He's missing out on intimacy. Absolutely. You know what's crazy is because like, if you look at sex as one, let's say you, let's say you look at it as one event, right? I feel like the first half, let's say it's like a football game. Like The first half is, is foreplay. Mm-hmm. Halftime is putting on the condom. So it's like, <laughs> it's something that has, there's nothing particularly sexy about it. It's yeah. just, you have to pay the bills. You have to have these commercials. This one you put on a condom and then you finish the game once the condom's yeah. on. Whereas when you're not using a condom, it all seems like one good movie. It's yeah. like, you don't no have ads. to pause you for, for the any, premium. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no commercial breaks. Yeah. It's like, man, it feels good to have no commercials. It's Netflix over Hulu. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. I'll pay an extra $12 a month to not have yeah. that commercial break. It's great. And yeah, no, I'll, I'll try it. And I guess for the listeners from the month, because my special is on the 18th, my album recording. So I'll probably 
due at the end of September. So for the month of October, if I'm posting like crazy sort of like I'm crying into the microphone episodes, please DM me and be like, Katie, get off that new for me. <laughs> DM, DM Leland and be like, sorry, telling her you just miss condoms. <laughs> Actually, go ahead and PayPal Leland for all the condoms he has to buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what, though? I, I don't feel any guilt to him paying for condoms because... I always come back to this and I've said it a million times in this podcast. I've said it a million times and I already said it a minute ago, but like I just can't get over the amount of money we spend on tampons and uh, period pads. And like the thing is some girls will use that vagina cup, but that takes a lot of confidence to not be totally worried and have anxiety that it's not going to spill or fall out. It's it's not called a vagina cup. What is it called? Is it uh, a diva cup? Blood cup. Oh yeah, diva cup. Menstru- is that what it's called? Cup? Yeah, I, I don't that. know, but it's. I mean, it sounds <laughs> like it should be in Game of Thrones. Like it sounds like ancient technology. You know, it's like oh, okay, I'll use this and I'll go take some herbs for my abortion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way America is going though. You can't afford your tampons or your pads, and you can't get your abortions. So yeah, is um, the, the, the cup is it. Is it effect? Have you ever used it? The- no, I'm terrified because I only get it heavy for two days, and I technically have it for three to five, but it's super light on. But it, for those two days, I'm not. Re- and it's so it's such like something's coming out of my body because I get like I'm crying. Yeah. I'm like, Leland, why did you turn the light on? And he's right. like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that was an offensive thing to do. <laughs> when it's when it's heavy, like uh, I know that. W- I, I I imagine when the pet when you're having a heavy flow or whatever and <laughs> and you're let's say you're wearing a pad it's like all right you could tell yeah you need to change your pad right or if you're wearing a tampon you're like all right this tampon's maxed out yeah but with the cup how do you know the cup's full I have no idea again I said I said on this podcast I would try it out just for, for the podcast but I just haven't had the guts yet I don't know how you know a cup is full Ooh. plus I'm a like with the t- here's the thing with the tampons so some people women will say don't use the plastic applicators because it's bad for the environment and i'm like it was so funny my friend voice messaged me the other day saying i'm not here to save the environment i'm <laughs> using the plastic applicators but it, i was laughing because it is, it is hard to expect women not to use them sometimes especially women like us where Oh yeah, I learned how to use tampons very late. It it it, it kind of gets it up there. It's perfect. I'm not. I w- I don't know how to really use the other ones. I'd need like a good demonstration. You know the ones that you have to put your finger and you shove it up there. I don't know. Anyway, my point is that if I'm not even confident in using the old school tampons, I don't know if I'd be confident to put a cup up me. And I'm also like, my ho- how do you? I don't even know. I've never even used a dildo. Do you know? I don't even know how, but I should be better. I know. I think the cup is like collapsible. I think you like fold it up <laughs> and it'll like expand inside of you like a like a balloon. Like a, like a hot air balloon? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's so hard being a woman. I'm coming back as a man. It'd be exciting. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think you're going to miss a lot of things about being a lady. Okay. What would I miss about being a lady? uh not having to pay child support i uh, mean what i have to pay child support by my body being destroyed after it and then uh i love how you're just presuming as a man i'm gonna leave my kid. <laughs> i mean you seem like a responsible lady but once you have the freedom of being a man i think you're gonna be less responsible <laughs> i also think you should play child child support if you leave the kid behind who said anything about leaving a the kid behind then like, why else would you pay child support because you left the lady behind <laughs> 
she's paying for the kid. Who says she's paying for the kid? Who Are you taking the kid with you? Well, the reason I say pay child support is because I feel like the the court system, it's rare that the man gets custody of the kid. So if you were a man and you had a disagreement with your lady, yeah, you'd probably lose custody of your child as well. And I think that a lot of people who are in those type of disputes they're like oh he has to pay child support but he's also losing access to his child yeah no that is awful i will say though by the time i come back as a man i hope to live to like 80 or 90 that'll be more equal yeah by then yeah, yeah. i already think in ireland because i remember when i was younger seeing men like protest and i do think it's getting more um I'd, I, I should do research into it, but I do think it will become more because, well, sorry, let me say, firstly, men are getting more modern, as in they're like, there's more stay-at-home dads while the women work. For sure. And there's more uh, there's more wanting to be like caregivers. And I think that had to do that had to do with a lot of like, men don't need to be like punching walls and let's talk about your feelings and go to therapy. So I think as time goes on, that will all get better. You'd hope. You would hope. I do feel like um, some traditions need to be broken, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think that as, you know, I don't think everything that's been happening with, like, gender roles in this country, I don't think all of it is necessarily productive. But I do think deconstructing that in, in many ways has helped a lot of men accept parenting roles that were in the past, like, demasculating like the idea that men are walking around with their baby strapped to their chest people were like what are you doing like where is your woman yeah uh but now i think it's great because i think because of those gender roles men have been denied access to an entire emotional spectrum i know i would agree i think i think um a lot of the problems sometimes and even women find dating men now maybe older men i think i'm very lucky with a younger man and he still struggles with his emotions yeah. or communicating them but he definitely communicates better than any older guy i've dated uh, and i think that even shows me a bit of a like of a the, of the change um, and a lot of that had to be with now guys have more female friends. So they're learning from their female friends, which before I feel like it would have been more guys with guys and girls with girls the old way. Yeah, you think so? I think so. Yeah, I think it would. You know, I think there's less of these like uh, just the lads nights anyway, because my friends are so mixed. You know, it's girls and guys. There's no like it's only the girls going to the beach or whatever. Or There's no any of my guys in my close circle i don't feel like sexualized because i'm a woman if that makes sense and they'll talk about their feelings yeah and i don't think that would have been the same maybe my my dad's generation or maybe it was or my grandparents generation for sure yeah and so now and i think men have always been like not not given the words same as irish people in general but not given the words to articulate their feelings and now that's becoming more important like talk about your feelings before you you just get aggressive for sure. And I also think uh, if you remove gender from the conversation, there's so much more focus on mental health. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I think guys and girls have both benefited from this entire therapy mental yeah. health movement. I think before a lot of men just didn't have the language to communicate to other people how they're feeling. Yeah. And when you don't have the language to communicate, oftentimes you default to using actions or, or your physical body to communicate and uh I, I mean it's so helpful especially in my relationship i use i was never the best communicator in prior relationships but i've learned that uh once you have a person that you can trust yeah 
and a person that you can confide in, uh, it makes it easier to be more vulnerable around them. A hundred percent. And it's not demasculating. I think it's a big thing like for you to get upset or for you to, to reveal how you're feeling. And I think, I also think if you just don't have the words, so let's say if you don't even understand how you're feeling and you're like, uh, like that's what it feels like it's like uh, i can't yeah. and i and i've noticed it with women as well um uh, i do i think women are are just naturally probably a little better because it, it, that that's just something we've kind of we grow up girl chat you know yeah. uh but i still like i've had friends like i had have i've had girlfriends let's say um i've said something and then two months later it'll come up like hey that like when you said this, this made me feel this way. Right. Uh, but it was a, it was, I never said it in that way. And I never said it with that connotation or that tone, but you can see it's a projection of their own insecurity. Yeah. And that's like, so there's still like women who need to go to therapy and like learn. And like in this situation, I remember being like, Oh my God, no, not at I, that wouldn't, that'd be the last thing I'd ever. And that, that person was like, Oh, I'm so glad I said it. But I was like, Oh, I can see that this person has a huge, like instead of figuring out like why is that triggering me oh this is an insecurity they were like no that person must mean that they must hate this about me because i hate this so i'm only using this example because i've seen it in women as well and i think um i think we can all use going to therapy because therapy you're sitting there that's the best way to learn to communicate yeah because you're sitting there you're paying this person you're going fuck i I need to get value out of this money and you just start talking Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're like i didn't even know candles upset me but they do yeah and they're also i think the best thing about my therapist and i'm sure you experienced this as well to some degree in therapy is that the person you're talking to has no reason to get defensive and oftentimes when you're talking to the person that you have an issue with it feels like an attack. No matter how patient, no matter how calm you are, regardless of the language that you use, they're going to feel like the issue is them. Whereas my therapist is quite indifferent to almost everything that I talk about. And it's because he has no skin in the game. Yeah, He has no, he has no reason to be offended. He has no reason to, t- to get upset. Um, and they're, they're good listeners, uh, of course, they have to be good listeners, but you also have so much time that's uninterrupted. Yeah, I think that's the biggest issue most people have in relationships is getting across ideas uninterrupted. It's hard to do that. It is hard, and it's hard for them, for people not to... I I love that you said defensive because I think I think with the therapist what you can do is you can say everything yeah um and then you get to see what you really are upset about mm-hmm. and then they kind of give you the skills to be able to communicate it to your partner and then with your partner you have to always remember or your friend whoever it is you're saying that they might get defensive because they might not be in therapy they might not understand like oh this isn't a personal attack right. um so you have to give them a moment to deal with it so i even yeah. find because leland's not in therapy if i say something of issue for a relationship i he'll sometimes take it as like a oh but i don't appreciate everything else he does which i truly do and right. i understand because i've been like that before so i'm just i have to be like no um, but take some time because he needs time to process things, which is frustrating for me because I want to deal with it right now. Oof. But I know because of my therapist. Yeah. Uh, and she'll always say, he's not in therapy. He's not. You've done the work, so you know how to articulate yourself and you understand your emotions. You need to just give him his time. And so that's what he'll do now. He'll take a few hours and he'll come back and he'll be like, because he's able to get rid of the stress of the conversation or the defensiveness yeah. or the feeling triggered. And then he'll come back and go, 
oh, actually, blah, 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 blah. And I feel like that's, yeah, when you, I think it is really important to tell people the issues, but we also have to remember that the other people aren't, if it's friends or, yeah, they're going to feel defensive or attacked, they might just need a moment. Yeah, and that's also very mature of Leland as well for him to take the initiative to step away. I know that yeah. for a lot of men, when they're confronted with an issue in a relationship, they'll just shut down in the moment. Yeah. So instead of saying, hey, I hear you uh, I, and I want to respond in a way that's healthy and productive, but I'm emotionally riled up, let me take a minute and come back to you or revisit this conversation. A lot of men will just stay there for the conversation, shut down, be pissed off and never revisit it again. Yeah, he was kind of doing that at the start, but yeah. I, we also just learned how to communicate. So. Because when I'm too direct, he was feeling like lectured. Yeah. And when he was shutting down, I would just continue because I wasn't feeling heard. Yeah. So he's learned to go, I hear you. I'll need a moment. And I've learned to just say it, but not keep repeating. Yeah. So, but that took us like, it, really, my therapist is amazing. Because a lot of time I would go to her and she was able to like, she doesn't even give Leland therapy, but she's able to just from what I'm saying. <laughs> and that's why it's really important also as well. Like I, I have a few people that I know that are like, I'm starting therapy and I'm like, that's so great. Like do the work. But in my head, I'm also like, I hope they tell the truth, you know, because. To the therapist? To the therapist. Yeah. I feel like you got to go in like with your demons as well. So like if I just go in and be like, well, Leland said this, I have to say how I said it and I have to be honest and be yeah. like, you know, because I want I want to make I want to see what I'm doing wrong as well, how yeah. I could be better, too, because that's just going to make your relationship or friendships better. as well. Like I'll talk about friendships as well. My therapist is hilarious, though. Yeah, my therapist is a character as well. Um, I, I think you touched on something that's really important. Uh, and that's that uh, people are oftentimes not honest with their therapist about themselves yeah. or how they represent themselves in their relationships. But even further, I think that an issue that people need to be more forthcoming about is being honest about their partner in therapy. Yes. So some people, what they'll do is like they'll say, oh, yeah, I did this, this and this. And they did this. And it's like, well, you ha if you're going to mention the bad, you also have to mention yeah. the things they do good so that they're getting a more complete picture. And for me, I know that um, when you go into therapy, especially if you want to talk about your relationship in any way that's meaningful, it's important that your therapist has an understanding of your partner's strengths and weaknesses so that when they give you advice or when they give you feedback, it's uh, it's complete. I agree with you. And that goes with friends as well. For sure. Because a big turning point for my and Leland's relationship, I remember we had this big fight and I went to my friends and he went to his friends and we came back with both really bad advice and kind of attacking each other, let's yeah. say. But it was like, I remember one of my friends, my close friends, this is like early on in a relationship being like, you know what? I know I'm only hearing the bad right now. So I'm, I don't really want to to give advice on this because I know that you've had like you know the first few months have been great and stuff like that and then when I heard what his friend said I was like I think that's really unfair because have you been telling him like you know all the good and like you know you just made me a book recently about all the things you love about me and he was like no I honestly just went with him with this with this thing we're fighting about yeah. so we decided then and there from now on no friends we go straight to each other yeah and so like I've gone to friends with little things like nothing no fights, no nothing. Like, as far as all my friends are concerned, we have, like, the A-plus relationship. Uh, only something recently, and that was because, you know, Leland was trying to do something, and I knew this person had um, 
had a degree in this so yeah. I went to her and and I'd asked her advice about that you know what I'm talking about but um but it wasn't anything that I felt like he would be you, you I mean it it'd never be anything like he did this it might be just be like oh this is a sensitive subject like yeah how would you guys broach this but not I'm not going to my friends being like he said this and he does this and he because they're just going to be like well fuck this guy because yeah. they're not in the relationship and they're not and it'd be the same with his friends as well so yeah and more importantly like when you do when things get better with Leland or if Leland ever apologizes for his behavior, they're never there for the apology. Yeah. And I'm sure to some degree, I know this sounds weird, but they also feel like they're owed that as well. Yeah. Like, Oh, you hurt my best friend. And then he'll apologize to you, but they're still hurt on your behalf. So it's a weird thing to, to, to be caught in. It's so true. I've definitely had friends where, um and that's i'm so happy that all of my friends and that's the other thing i want leland to be able to come out and i want to be able to go to his friends without them looking like i know what you said about his underwear right. or whatever do you know right. um but i've i do have like really long-term best friends and then when you hear their partner do something you're like oh how dare he treat my friend like that yeah um and it is true you're not there for the apology and you're not there for you always have to be like well they're still with him so there's obviously of course some redeeming character you hope like characteristics you hope uh but yeah it's true people yeah. a lot of time and like my i'm lucky enough now that all of majority of my friends have been in therapy or they're kind of older so even if they do want advice about their partner they're like just heads up um i'm only telling you the bad right now or something like i've yeah. even had my cousin be like oh i'm seeing this guy but i'm only telling you the bad right now um and it's like yeah, yeah. so i think it's like also as you get older you get self more self-aware but um but i still think it's good advice for the listeners for sure i i think that like something that i've implemented in my relationship uh with my wife is that and i've always done this for the for the like in most of my adult life i've always kind of carried this with me um i only speak on my wife in a positive light yeah um and i don't do that because she's necessarily a quote-unquote angel it's just that um, it's it only harm can come to our relationship. I, I feel like it's important to protect your marriage. It's important yeah. to protect your relationship. And if you're going out talking negatively about your partner, you're not protecting your relationship. No. Um, and I feel like anytime I hear spouses talk negatively about their relationship, immediately i see a clock over their head i'm like this relationship is going to expire if they continue to talk negatively about their partners so anytime you hear me speak on my wife in any capacity except on sometimes i joke about her on stage <laughs> yeah, i'm thinking of that joke right but now. <laughs> but i but it's so clearly a it's joke so obviously yeah joke. it's so clearly like tongue-in-cheek yeah. like oh yeah of course i love her in fact i feel like people only joke about their marriages in certain ways if they're very confident in that marriage yeah absolutely i feel like it takes a certain amount of courage and confidence in relationships to joke about them in the way that i find myself joking about i mean if it's obviously wife. a joke you'll have some terrible male comedians who's like my wife's a bitch haha and you're like mm, yeah. okay well that there's no punchline there <laughs> yeah that's not a joke also this is the guilt so yeah. i always feel and I think Irish people are very like this. We feel very guilty. Like, I'm very careful with who I talk about who with. So, like, if I need to vent about a friend, if it's an American friend, I'll, like, talk to my Irish girlfriends who live in Australia. Yeah. Because it's, like, <laughs> so safe. There's so much distance. So, I, I always feel guilty, like, if I, if I, you know, if I, if I need to talk, if I need to talk about something that I want to bring up with 
with my partner but it's not it's not fully formed in my head i'll feel guilty if i say it to a friend that he's gonna see and that's why therapist it's like secret keeper yeah. safe space i can say whatever the fuck i want they yeah. don't hold it against you um you know and and they do challenge you and stuff as well which is good absolutely absolutely i think that something that i hear a lot and i'm sure you hear this all the time is when a person's talking poorly about their spouse they'll say this they'll say oh i would say this if they were sitting here as well <laughs> like that makes it any better and would you <laughs> and would you is also the question but more importantly like I, I i think what stands out to me is that if they were sitting here and they heard you talking about them mm -hmm. like that that's one thing because at least they have the space to defend themselves and to give yeah. context and to be like, well, you actually said it. I perceived what you said this yeah. way or that the the situation was we were also with your family. So right. I was stressed or I was on my period. Exactly. Or, oh God, if Leland told anybody the way I am when I'm on my period, I'd sound like a fucking nightmare. Right. <laughs> but imagine like hearing Leland talk about you. I'd hate it. But even that time. And then we were only a few months into our relationship when we had that big blowout. When I heard that the friend and the friend was a close friend of mine, too. I mean, it took a couple of months for me to not feel a little bit of resentment against the friend, if I'm honest. Like, yeah. I, I actually, what I did, because I'm so fucking direct and I like, and I, I need things out on the table. I said to Leland, I was like, I'm actually going to say this to the friend mm. and you can be there or not. But since you've told me and I know who it is. I am 100% going to be talking to him. Absolutely. Because as far as I'm concerned, he shouldn't be sticking his fucking nose in my relationship. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> more importantly... And if he's going to, he needs to get both sides before he's giving you terrible advice like this. So I literally... I texted that person that yeah. night and then we all met up and Leland was very much like, uh, you know what, I, I was like feeling upset and I kind of didn't give like the full scope of it and I was like, it's easy for you to sit there and give advice. But if you were in this situation and here's from my side yeah. and the person very much was like, I didn't really, I didn't mean it like that. I just saw him upset, but like, yeah, like fair enough when you say it from your perspective too. But I, yeah, I just, I hate people getting involved in your relationship as well. And yeah. it's hard because you should be allowed to talk to your friends. You never want to control someone either to not talk to the friends. But I don't know. Friends advice can be very messy. It's mm. dangerous. And I, and that's not to say that, you shouldn't put that on your friends mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Like they're your friend for a reason. Let them be your friend. But um, when you invite friends into your relationship, it just gets too messy. I feel like we should look at relationships as something that's a bit more sacred yes. than a friendship. You outgrow friends, right? Yeah. And and if you if Leland's a person you plan on marrying, that's not a relationship that you're going to outgrow. Yeah. So you have to be very, very intentional about who you share your relationship with. And the safest thing to do is to not share your relationship with anyone. Yeah. I mean, we do it on the podcast, but I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. <laughs> but it's also like Everest. That was an amazing step for us because I had also told friends, too. So I was guilty of it as well. And we yeah. both and I even said I was like, well, I'm coming with this advice for my friends and you're coming with the opposite. And they're not getting the full scope. It was definitely on me and him. And that was perfect. It like worked out perfect for our relationship because our relationship grew from that. And we learned to communicate to each other because we were going at heads with each other because we didn't know how to communicate. And that was like, I talked to my therapist. And so it all worked out in the end, thank God. Yeah. But I know lots of, you know, I wonder like lots of 
relationships i'm sure where your friends get you riled up sometimes like they're like fuck him fuck that and you kind of you're like yeah and it's you can go into then that conversation with this kind of like um what's that excel uh like like pumped up from your friends or whatever what's the word like amped up amped up Yeah. yeah yeah no so that's definitely good advice for the listeners um it's hard though too because then the flip side is there's some people's in relationship where their partner is very controlling and maybe an insight from a friend would help them see that they need to get out of that relationship so we're talking about it from healthy relationships for sure yeah if you're in an abusive relationship sometimes uh, you seeing the look on your friend's face when yeah. you tell them the story is like really like telling because you're like it's not okay you checked my pulse yeah oh. but um but we're talking about healthy relationships and ones that you want to like invest in long term for sure i think like instead of reaching out to your friends privately to talk about our relationship if you have any concerns about your relationship i don't think there's anything wrong with inviting people into a shared space yeah right so let's say you have a boyfriend and your boyfriend you have questions about him Bring your friends around that boyfriend. Yeah. You don't have to talk about that, yeah. about your boyfriend. They'll be able to see him behave. They'll be able to see the way you guys interact. And any conversation or any advice they have for you after that is not that it's warranted because they mm-hmm. have a they have their own perspective. It's not your perspective that you're imposing on them. They're seeing the way he carries himself. I agree, because I dated two guys. Um one, he when he met up with my friends, I got like blackout drunk that night. This was years ago. I used to drink too much. And um, and I mean, I wouldn't drink all of the time. But when I did, I would just have a, stop creating memories. And so <laughs> <laughs> he was like very nice and sweet. This is the guy who checked my pulse and ended up being very controlling. But my girlfriend at the time, who was sober. So, of course, and he wasn't drinking a lot. And um, he... Uh, she said that he turned around and I had a mark on my neck, but my skin gets like red marks all the time. And I have rosacea, so I get red patches, especially if I'm drinking. And he was like, who gave you that hickey? And I apparently, I don't remember, this is laughed it off. And I was like, if I have a hickey on my neck, it's obviously from you. But he kept questioning, questioning. And again, I don't remember. But and then he and then he said something like, and I do remember this. And be like, we got to go. There's a guy with a knife. So I just went home. But that was just his way of like leaving. But yeah. then the next day when I saw her, she she was and she's sober she was like look just a heads up i thought that was a bit of a red flag i don't know if you remember and i didn't remember and so she told me and i was like okay now i still dated him for four more months but it was (laughs) 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 but still it was like a good observation and i built the case against him when i broke up with him yeah and in fairness i wasn't angry at her at all she saw something and i was just kind of like well we'll just see and then another guy i dated who was a like the biggest alcoholic i've ever seen i never really would have observed that before like how uh, how uh, scary of a disease it is yeah um because he was like sneaking drinks in the morning and like uh, when he said he was quitting booze he started like drinking um cough medicine at work and it was a nightmare but uh, a few of my friends were like hey like he like you know is like clearly drunk when under the rest of us are or they pointed things out like you know he's he was like falling all over the place or i didn't really like the way he just like grabbed you there or you know little things that kind of built the case for when i did break up with him as well yeah but again that wasn't that was them seeing him in a shared space so it's a yeah. really good idea definitely make sure your partner is coming out to your friends at some whereas when my friends see leland they're always just like leland's so great like we all went to the beach and i brought i made oh my god so irish listeners they love um 
what what's called you guys love iced tea oh yeah love iced tea yeah and we don't have any iced tea in ireland so well, uh, you just don't do ice in your beverages for the most part right i feel like we don't actually because when i went home and ordered a whiskey there was like no ice in it and i was like can i get ice and they were like all right and then they gave me a cup of ice on the side yeah, <laughs> yeah. they were very confused but so um i made iced tea with irish lions tea bags mm. this is gonna divide the podcast now because half them like berries and i put mint tea bags in it as well so i brought a big thing of iced tea and i brought a ton of cans that i've taken from work over the last year i just like collect them because they you're allowed to take a can home a day and i don't really drink so i i just collect them for when people are over so i brought those and then smart by the way i know right? very smart you know i'm like my dad's always like my dad calls me cheap and i'm like no i'm a you know what he said he jokes about it because he's like if there's something going for free you'll take it but at one time I, this is a side story to my story but one time this is a side story to my side story but one time my <laughs> i my brother helped me write my roast jokes and i was like to my dad oh maybe he'll be a comedian too because he was like so great this is when he was 14 it was a few years ago and my dad goes oh no and i go jesus don't answer so quickly and he was like yeah but your brother's not like you you know you can just live off nothing um Ooh. and i'm like is that a compliment or a fucking insult <laughs> but so back to this so i brought all the booze and um i brought a bottle of wine as well and uh that leland had gotten from some job and then leland had everything organized so when we got there he got everybody's tickets and he's so sweet he'd never even asked for the money for the tickets you know he's just like here you go here you go and everybody was like you're like the mom and dad of the group and leland's just so lovely and warm and at one point like the three of us girls were gossiping but we forgot he was there and then he was just like yeah i don't like that she did that like kind of just tuned in about <laughs> but i liked it that he was like they just like he's really like meshed with my girlfriends yeah. as well as my you know that sort of way like they really really like him and uh, oh and then we went for like um, the movies that night and one of the girls was like oh i really want to see that movie and we we're about like come along and i love that she could like feel comfortable to come on like me and leland going to the cinema you know for sure and it's yeah. just like yeah he's so great and everybody always says just like he's so great that if i were to go to my girlfriend's name be like if i were to say something like well you said this they'd be like so what he's fucking amazing <laughs> relax <laughs> they'll say what did you do katie yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. yeah like well did you piss off this gentle kind man <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's great when your friends also see what you love about your partner yeah there's no better feeling to get that confirmation yeah. um and that's the way every relationship should be you don't want your friends to every time they hear about your partner to think oh my god you mean that pos that yeah smells like cigarettes and you hate it and you're allergic to sick yeah. and then it's like oh my god they only see the bad stuff in them you want them to only see the good things in your partner yeah. and if you break up you break up you know but at least when you break up you want them to say oh he was such a good guy you know you don't want them to say oh my god i couldn't wait for you to break up with them i i hated that guy no and, absolutely yeah and i feel like people feel that about your wife like you guys have a great relationship she's amazing only yeah. heard good things so much so that can i tell this story that because carmen lagala was telling me that when your wife went into labor oh yeah this? oh well, yeah so <laughs> i do remember when she went to labor yeah, yeah. <laughs> i do but, remember my daughter's birthday no, well you know guys these days no one yeah. but you know do you know the story i'm about to tell uh i when i was at her show yeah and then so some women woman slips into 
Carmen's DMs kind of like, hey, is Leclerc there? But Carmen just thought it was some girl like looking for your info after the show. And Carmen was like, he's a wife. I'm not replying to this. And then she oh. saw it again. It was like, hey, I just can't get through to him and I'm going into labor. And Carmen was like, oh my God, sorry. I thought you were some like lady trying to get his deets. <laughs> no, I didn't know that part. Oh, you didn't know that part? No. So it was so great. It's so great to know though that like even the comedians know about your wife and they're yeah. like, we're not passing his information on. <laughs> yeah. So full context, I was my wife was like she was afraid she was having contractions but she wasn't sure it's always a weird thing because when you the further along you get in your pregnancy like everything hurts you know everything's so weird you have this foreign thing in you it's it's just a weird time so she thought she was having contractions but they could have also been something else so Right before I left for my show, she was like, I think I'm having contractions. And then we both kind of blew like, nah, you're not having <laughs> contractions. And then I left for my show. Uh, turns out she was having contractions. Um, and she reached out to me while I was on stage. She was like, hey, what time are you going up? But I didn't see it because I was performing. Yeah. Um, but she didn't want to call and text me. She didn't want to continue calling and texting because she knows I was recording my sets as well. Oh, she's so great. Yeah. So <laughs> she's amazing <laughs> she's like i don't want to ruin his his 10 minute recording i'll right. just hold in this baby <laughs> so what ended up happening was i got off stage and you know how it is when you get off stage at a show like people come up to you they're like well you you probably don't know but they're like great set and, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> you were like actually i could roast her here <laughs> <laughs> but they're always like chatting you up it's, yeah. you, whether it's the producers of the show or the audience members that usually people are talking to you so even when I got off stage, I wasn't on my phone. I was still yeah. present. And also, there's another performer on stage. I want to give them my attention. So I, my wife is hitting me up about her being in labor, like yeah. having contractions. And I'm just not seeing it because I'm talking to people. I'm just being present at the show. So my wife starts reaching out to the producers of the show. And she reached out to Carmen and the other producers and... Uh, nobody was answering her. She even reached out to like my friends. Like, yeah, she's also just like, they. I don't think they ever met your wife, but yeah. they knew about her. And she's like stunning. Like your family, the clerk's family, him, <laughs> his wife and his daughter look like the before picture in the frame. Oh my God. You guys do. It's like, you're, and she's also just like very tall and beautiful. But anyway, side note is I think they just thought, yeah, she was some girl creeping yeah, on you. She thought, which is crazy because Carmen met my wife. At my barbecue last Oh, so year. maybe it wasn't, maybe it was Carmen who figured it out. Maybe yeah. it was, because I think it was on their page. So it was maybe their it was regular the, page. She didn't reach out to Carmen directly. That was think. it. And yeah. I think Carmen maybe didn't even read her name. Just kind of yeah. was like, who's this girl? And then I yeah. think the tree, because there was three of them who had, and they were like, what the fuck? And then maybe she said something like, um, I just can't get through to him. I'm having, yeah. yeah. And then they were like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. My wife reached out to like 10 people that night. No one responded. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I got home, she was like in labor. So we just ran out of there and uh, had a baby. That's wild. So then you went, you had the baby. Also your wife, it's like the, like she bounced back. Cause when I met her just after she was six months after giving birth, she was wearing a crop top. <laughs> It's it's crazy. I, I mean, that's of, like, what was she eating? Yeah, she had like a Beyonce pregnancy. Yeah. Like, I was, even I was like, did you have a surrogate? Like, did you? <laughs> did you secretly? <laughs> yeah, do you have a body double? Because yeah. she looks incredible. She looks, she looks as good, if not better, than she did before the baby. What was she doing? Was she working out or? While, while she was carrying? No. She was like, I think she, she was going on walks here and there, but we go on walks all the time. We have a dog, so we walk our dog all the time. But like, nothing... She was she ran marathons before 
but so she's always been in good shape. She's she's an athlete, but she wasn't doing anything particularly active while she was pregnant. I'd say it's probably just great genes. I would say so too. That's good for your daughter. Um, yeah. yeah, she looked great. Uh, my stepmom, what she did, and she, she's had four kids. Well, three pregnancies, four kids, because mm. twins. But she swam for each um, pregnancy, and she would she was going in like once a week and going for really long swims. Yeah, uh, and that's meant to be really good. I don't know what for. Maybe just like because you're exercising, but you're also floating there. How's her <laughs> skin look? Like really good skin. My stepmom, yeah, her skin's good. That's crazy. Because of the swimming. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but like oh, that some... swimming helps your skin, or it's bad for your skin. Well, I know that swimming um is good physical fitness like i know it's good for your body but like i'm i think most women are also concerned with like their skin like stretch marks and stuff like that yeah, yeah. and my wife just doesn't have any stretch marks yeah i don't weird. know if my stepmom does but yeah you're i, I could tell your wife didn't because she's wearing a crop top and i was yeah. like fuck's sake yeah it's crazy definition um but that yeah i don't know yeah i don't know um because i have stretch marks on my legs just from them being a little fatter for six months and then you know, <laughs> someone's gonna be like when i have a baby i the whole having a baby terrifies me um not because of stretch marks i think that stretch marks are fine you know when i think um i think uh you know you, you nitpick when it's yourself but no yeah. one would notice the stretch marks on my leg actually sometimes when i get a tan they look kind of cool because it looks like a tiger scratched it <laughs> but like you know there's things i see on my face that no one would see and yeah, yeah so i think um i saw this video it was awful well firstly it was awful and it was great because there was this guy r- responding to the awfulness and the awful guy was saying like if my wife lets herself go after she has our kid i'm gonna tell her i'm gonna leave her and so then the nice guy who responded was like this video really upset me you know and I'm a photo editor or a photographer and a lot of time people will ask me to edit certain things like get rid of this wrinkle, get rid of that. And my wife said recently like how come you never do that with my stretch marks? Like it's so annoying that you just wouldn't wouldn't do it. Like why is this photo like this? Like I'm not, I should be getting all this stuff for free type of thing. And he was like because I don't see that as a flaw. That's not a flaw to me. That's yeah. like, that's like you this amazing representation of you giving birth to our kids and he was like kind of getting emotional and i was like getting emotional too even though i hate when people get emotional on tiktok but i was like i could see how you'd be like so upset to hear this guy spreading this horrible he deserves to get fucking dumped that's that girl that woman that pregnant woman should be talking to her friends about him and they should be rallying her she should be amped up to dump that arsehole yeah on a podcast and said that yeah i I mean again whatever issue you have in a relationship keep it private but but also i've never cared about stretch marks yeah i've never in fact that sometimes they're kind of sexy if i'm being completely honest uh and i think a lot of the like stretch mark phobia is perpetuated by like women who don't like stretch marks oh and there's a lot of thing that's perpetrified well, perpe- <laughs> petrified. I mean, that's is a, what it is. Uh, yeah, some people are petrified from stretch marks as well. Yeah, uh, perpetuated by women. You know, uh, there is certain things sometimes that we ourselves uh, stress ourselves out about, like you know. And I'll even notice it with conversations with my own friends. We're all great, but it'll be like, you know, oh, I hate this about myself. And then you're probably giving the other person a new thing to like be insecure about too because they're probably like, I never thought I should be worrying about my nose hair. Yeah. You know, and I think there's things that men don't even, because when it comes down to it, like all this stuff like body hair and all that, I think men have preferences, but do they care as much as women? Probably fucking not. 
Yeah. And if I'm being honest, like most of the time when women vocalize things they don't like about themselves, it's something that I would have never noticed Mm -hmm. if they never brought it up. And even if you do notice, I feel like you're like, wow, I love that you've, let's say, gap in your teeth. I like my gap in my teeth, but it would have been something I was insecure. And any guy I dated when I was younger, in fairness to him, were like, no, I love your gap in your teeth. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not. Then you date guys, though, uh, or people who will find you insecurely and use it against you, which is awful. Or people can also give you an insecurity. (gasps) Yeah. That can happen as well. Like if a person is just being too candid or too familiar with you, like, oh, I never noticed your eyes were so far apart. And it's like, well, I never noticed either, but now I'm going to yeah. be in the mirror every day. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah, I had I had like a guy once say, what was it? Let me get this right. Something about my legs. An ex definitely said something about my forehead. He said, oh, I love when your hair is down. I don't like when it's up because it makes your forehead look look too big. I know, but it's interesting because now I'm with Leland, and anytime my hair is up, and he obviously doesn't know that story, but anytime my hair is up, he always goes, "Oh, I love your hair up." And I'm I I I have asked him. I'm like, "Why?" And he's been like, "Because it shows off your face. Like your face is so pretty." So to him, he's not. But also, that guy was just like the type of guy who he was kind of ugly, and I think he was just trying to be like bring you down on his level yeah yeah yeah. and that sometimes which is such a pity because i think a lot of women tend to be maybe out of the guys that they're dating league it just women are just hotter in general yeah um and so and then sometimes as well women don't really want to uh you know they just want like a nice good guy and so some we've also been brought up on disney that you know like kiss the frog (laughs) so but if the guy isn't as and we can also just like i think we can like maybe looks aren't as important and i'm generalizing i'm not like i'm speaking from not trying to speak for all women but let's say in this in this version and personality is really important so if you're not as good looking as your as your girl being nice and everything goes such a long way yeah it goes it's like it's so attractive and like being there first and like you know taking care of us and whatever i call leland like a modern alpha man because he's not a fucking alpha man because an alpha man to me is like well, i'm i cut wood bang my vanax you know <laughs> <laughs> the way you so definitively said he's not an alpha man <laughs> he's not though because for me you know like he has no he has no problem like with like if he you know if he needs to have a cry or whatever and that's something i would have thought when i was younger oh, i'd hate a man's cry and i'm like no i love that he can feel like he can in front of me if you're watching a sad movie and he tears up i don't find that as unattractive and when i say modern alpha man because he's not going to go out there and kill a goat for me or whatever or be like you be in the kitchen woman and um, he's like gets up makes breakfast makes tea and really minds me in that regard or like if i like i was sick the other day so he ran out and got something for my stomach and so he's like a contemporary modern he still minds me yeah. but it's not all about him like being the breadwinner or like I'm probably technically making a little more money than him now. He's starting to work more, so he'll probably balance out again. So I don't expect him to pay for everything, but it is nice when he picks up something. But I'm also like, I do prefer this, like how he takes care of me. Like if I'm sick, he'll mind me. There's like a bit of like a nurturing quality to him, which actually I would have brought up thinking that's like a female thing. 
Yeah. And it's really nice. And my dad's super nurturing as well. I remember when I would be sick and I could have like a vomiting bug. Now he was bad nurturing because he'd like make me all my favorite food and then I would just vomit it up. So I don't know what he was thinking. But like the care. He was trying. He was trying. And there was a real caring element and like, how do I take care of you? And my dad's really like that. Like he, he will drive you anywhere. He will do things for my stepmom but never like he's done things for my stepmom and been like don't tell her i did that next i don't want to think i'm going out of my way and that to me is like a modern like you take care but it's not i, I don't know what i'm versing it against i guess i'm versing it against this like viking guy who's gonna like i don't know do you know what i mean yeah. does that make sense like I, I i think those qualities are really it's so nice to feel cared for but also not feel like your independence has been taken away. Yeah, I think that what what you're talking about this barbarian of a man that uh people have stereotyped um the only reason that man was able to exist is because he was sexualized by women. Oh. So yeah, so like women like It's all our fault. Our, no, I'm not saying it's <laughs> what I'm saying is that like most of men's behavior uh the things that we do we do it in order to court women oh yeah okay. so much of what we do is for you guys that we, we we i don't even think men would bathe if women didn't <laughs> no, make they, us bathe they right? still sometimes you gotta be like you gotta watch that yeah. watch that willy better so so much of our behavior is is in order to be more appealing to women so this idea that men are like being cold because we want to be cold. Men, we have we have access to the full spectrum of emotions that you do. It's just that for whatever reason, culturally, it wasn't acceptable for men to express themselves in yeah. those ways. Now that it's becoming more accepting for men to be vulnerable, to be sad, to be open, um, and women are still attracted to that person, it's allowing us to express ourselves that way in ways we couldn't before. So, and that's not to say that women were not making, were, were making it impossible for us to do so. I just think that now that culturally we're more accepting of that, it's easier for men to access that part of ourselves. No, I agree. And I think that's a good point what you made because I remember reading in Dr. Batshava, I hope I said her name right. She's been on the podcast before, but she has a book about sex points and like learning about your body and what you're attracted to but there was one case study where the woman loves her partner and again as sweet as Leland very like just lovely kind um considerate type of man and but she said what she's attracted to is like rough like alpha again what we we stereotypically would call an alpha man and the doctor's advice was okay get him to be that in the bedroom so just tell him like I love this here but in the bedroom could you like you know you know be this like get into this character because i think what this oh yeah the story was when he was doing something he was like hammering something into a wall that she was like oh yeah i like that i like seeing him like really manly but she hadn't seen that before and she was struggling in their sex life so the doctor was like just talk to him about that and get him to bring that element into the bedroom and like let him try and um so yeah so that is hard too when you are a lot of like I've always been attracted to that possessive, jealous type guy and I had to like switch it up a bit. Yeah. You know, because that's not good for long term. It isn't. And also like, I think it's great that women as a whole are becoming more aware of like what works in fantasy. Uh, I think, uh, I think women have like a fantasy of what they want a man to be. Um, and that fantasy doesn't necessarily suit them as a partner. Yeah. So it's, 
And I think that the more aware we are of that, the easier it is to put more practical expectations on the people that we date. So there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, oh, I'm attracted to this type of man, yeah. but it's not sustainable in a relationship. Yeah. It's, it's perfectly fine to say, hey, I want a really aggressive, dominant man. But if you're not a submissive person outside of the bedroom, then that's not going to work in a, in a long lasting relationship. So oh. even though it might be great to get choked and to be uh, controlled in the bedroom, if, in, if you wake up in the morning, he's like, by the way, go make me a sandwich. And you're like, who the fuck are you talking to? Then that's going to become an issue. So I think it's, I think it's perfectly fair to have open conversations so you can have a better understanding of what you actually want. Yeah. And you can definitely give the person a bit of patience to learn that in the bedroom For sure. you know like um i also find like because i like i like find that type of man sexy you know like manly men yeah but like i love leland so we've done things like tie up and put on like a blindfold and stuff and let your imagination just run wild oh. yeah. and we've also he's brought an element to me of like really considerate caring sex like massage sex and stuff that i would have never that's the other thing. Be open to exploration because you might think you only like the fucking plumber man. But actually with your partner, explore new things. Google it. Have ideas. Try different things, you know. Like I never thought I would like, you know, Leland likes book play. And we barely do it. We barely do it because I'm still learning. But um, I always would have thought that I'd be really turned off by that. But actually there is something kind of like exciting by being like, oh, look what I'm doing here. You know, with this little book <laughs> plug to him. And he's having a great yeah. time, you know. So just like try to put your prejudices or your bias away because the thing is we're still the generation that have come out of that so no matter as much as pro progressive and understanding we want to be we're still going to have that inherent like shame or guilt or this is the way sex should be so it's like just fucking have the crack yeah and there's nothing there should not be any shame associated with sex no not especially between two consenting adults right yeah. as long as you guys know what you're getting yourselves into shame is something that happens when something happens in public and you're embarrassed right yeah. then that's shameful but if you're within the privacy of your bedroom with someone that you trust shame shouldn't be a word that comes up and do you have any advice for any f new parents because you're a new parent after the pandemic how's it um grace, grace. is my advice like and when I say grace, I don't mean just extending grace and patience to your child. I think that relationships are hard enough with just two people. But when you have a variable, when you have a child that commands so much of your time, attention, and your energy, it's easy for your relationship to suffer. So I think um, what I've done is I just extend so much grace to my wife because I know she's working so hard. So whatever standard I held her to before she got pregnant, I have to make sure that like I have to be fair and give her more credit. I have to be give her more patience. I have to give her more time because I know that it's so much harder now that we have a daughter to share yeah. our lives with. So, um, yeah, I would just say uh, extend as much grace as you can and appreciate. This is so cliche, but like appreciate the days because I swear every other weekend, I feel like my daughter is a different person. Yeah. She's just growing so fast. She's crawling. She's walking. And it's like she's starting to say Papa. And it's like you before you know it, you're going to miss some of those stages. We're like, man, I just miss it when she would just cuddle and just sit yeah. here with me. 
and now she's moving around and exploring so it all happens fast and was it easy to manage in new york you know small house lifestyle you guys are in an apartment now i know you have a back garden but it's still an apartment it's still an apartment the walls are thin um but uh we're making it work we turned my office into her nursery so there's we have some space to grow for now but you know, eventually we're going to have to find a new a new house yeah. for our growing family. Yeah, it's exciting. It is exciting. I love it, man. Fatherhood is is honestly so much better than motherhood, but it's uh it's it's great. I love it so much. Wait, I'll end on this, but I think this is a funny story. We were walking down the the street and some woman like started talking to you and you had a great shirt on and she was like oh, yeah. she was like she was a French woman um and what did she say? Like, do do any of you ladies? What did she say? Does Does he belong to any of you? Yeah. Does he belong to any of you? Um. And we both said no. And then she started talking, and I go, "But I know who he belongs to." Oh, and then yeah. she she was so funny. She just goes, "You hadn't even said anything. You were just standing there. Yeah. It is all." And then she just goes, "Okay, sir. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. Stay away from me." And then she like <laughs> down the whole the whole way down the street. She kept being like, "Goodbye." Sir. Get away. She yeah, it was so yeah. funny. She was very nice at first. She was just like complimentary of my shirt. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah. like, Oh, I really like your shirt. And then it took a turn to her hitting on me so, so quickly. quickly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like because it was like your shirt looks great. And we were like, Yeah, yeah, we've been telling him. And then and then she just goes, So does he belong to any of you? But in like a French accent. <laughs> and we were like, No. Yeah. And then she went to touch you and I go, But I know who he does belong to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oof. And, and you know what's funny is that like I was just walking with my hands behind my back, uh, so it's not like she could see my wedding ring. I was just like strolling down the street, and Katie was like, "Why were your hands behind your back?" I was like, "They've been behind my back." I was I was like, you trying to hide your ring? You trying to hide your ring? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, this is great. Everybody make sure to follow Leclerc on Instagram uh, because you're posting your reels now. Yeah, every two, like every week I'm posting two clips and it is, yeah, you're looking at my ring? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, every, yeah, every week I'm posting two clips. They're always the funniest clips you'll ever see. They're so much mm-hmm. fun. So make sure you guys check it out. Uh, this is the at, American Confidence. Yeah, at Leclerc Andre, which is my name. It was funny when you said it earlier, when you were like joke roasting me, being like, you yeah. don't get that or whatever. But that one time I did that show, phew, I definitely did not get that when I got home. <laughs> they were the, like, I mean, but they were bad for it. Like, it was like I had fun with it or whatever. Yeah. And I remember roasting them and stuff. And I had already seen that they were like uh, kind of exhausted because mm. the host and the guy who runs it the guy who runs it did like 30 minutes so by the time and so the, it was funny because the other comedians on stage were like you guys are so much fun as they're like bombing and yeah. i was like sitting there with shada being like is everybody deluded are they fucking yeah. i hate i know i hate nothing more than when a comedian's like you guys are so much fun and it's like what planet are you on that this is fun yeah or they'll they'll try to like be complimentary to them like oh, I really like you guys when they're talking to... It's like, you don't have to like the audience. No, you can just be like they're being shit because they were so... I think that they were just exhausted and drunk. Yeah. And it's like, nah, they're shit. They're collectively a shit audience. Yeah. And they... At one point, I said something and the girl was like, what? Like, she couldn't understand my accent. My accent's not that strong. And I was like, I fucking hate you. Yeah. (laughs) Also, if you don't get something, just be quiet. Yeah. Use context clues to figure out the rest of the bit. Yeah. And it's like, it really derails you too. Cause you're like, what, what part are you wanting about? And yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I actually have a clip I'm going to post from that show because it was such a nightmare. <laughs> I'm going to post it and be like, 
it's not always fun. You no, know? okay. If if that's the only bad clip you post, then that's fine. But I'm seeing like a trend of people posting clips of them bombing. This, but I didn't bomb. No, I'm not saying that you did. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, like I definitely didn't bomb. I had like a, you know, even looking back was like nice that I video recorded it because I was like, oh, this is much better than it felt on stage. Yeah. But I do have a clip where because they, they were the type of audience where they go, ha ha oh yeah and then next joke so they did that they ha ah! and then i took us went to take a glass of water and i went your laughter doesn't even last long enough for me to have a sip of water <laughs> yeah. so i think that's a fun one to post absolutely yeah, yeah. i know i'm with you people should not be posting like consistent bombing as well it's like no you want people to pay to come see you guys yeah i've been seeing clips of people posting really? and there's like no laughs on the entire clip i'm like why post this at all well i wonder with uh maybe with new york clips because sometimes the audio just comes through here no Oh, this is I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's not one of... Even when the audio is strictly from the microphone, you can still hear the audience You can hear the background. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But people are posting clips. Either there's like 10 people in the room yeah. and it's just not a good show or they're posting clips of them not doing well, hoping that the internet as an audience would appreciate it. And no, it's like, no, like you need the audience. Yeah. You need that confirmation. Okay, this is great. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 